All right, so my name is Helen Halleck, uh, 2014 Digital Arts and Design graduate from Full Sail University. Uh, currently seven years into my career, uh, and I'm the lead retail graphic designer at uh, Disney. I do all the graphics for the theme parks and resorts uh, stores here in the U.S., so it, it, it's quite a big undertaking. Right, I can imagine. So I guess let's, like I usually, with the show, I like to start with, kind of like the beginning i like to kind of figure out how people got to where they are so if you could tell me like maybe either your earlier your earliest artistic memory or maybe how you got into design something like that so my grandmother uh is a watercolor artist and Mm. so anytime like my mom was a busy working lady and so my grandparents would pick me up from school and take me to soccer practice do all that so i got to spend a lot of time with them but my nana specifically would be like let's sit down and let's draw let's you know paint something and so i think like five or six years old is when we started actually like sitting down and having like art time with nana and dude it just being so young and just being told like go like whatever you see just do and then being able to like at a such a young age you know you're able to tap into that creative side and then you know, something just lit inside me where I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, I love being creative. I love expressing myself like this. And I'm not a traditional artist now, but uh, she for sure, like, helped me get into that flow of just thinking creatively and like, expressing myself on paper. So uh, thank you, Nana, for that. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Respect for yeah. watercolor artists, because that stuff is like so difficult, at least for me. Watercolor is so oh, yeah. difficult. So respect yeah. for anybody that does something like that. When you were yeah. growing up, I mean, you're like five or six, like, were you in any uh, like art programs in school or like, how did this kind of develop um, further down the line? Yeah. So, I mean, every chance my, my Nana got, she didn't roll me in like Creoldi, which is the art school in Winter mm-hmm. Park, not too far from Full Sail. And um, my, my mom was really big into uh, getting me to do things during the summer. So I wasn't mm-hmm. just like sitting at home. So it wasn't necessarily just art, but just like always doing something. Right. Um, soccer, horseback riding, like all that, right? Awesome. So I think it really taught me discipline, but it also mm-hmm. taught me there's so many different avenues. Um, so then when I got into like that middle school, like, you know, uh, I was really heavily bullied because I was one of those loud, obnoxious kids mm-hmm. who really was just like, this is me, like, listen. Right. Um, I started to get into computers like I was always in front of a computer and I remember playing like interior design games and like <laughs> play, you know playing like yeah. that old stuff but looking back at it now you're like oh my god like that was awful but again it got me introduced into that technology aspect of it mm-hmm. and I think like shout out to MySpace but like my first design, <laughs> design stuff was like yeah exactly man put you your know? theme on yeah, I caught the um, I caught the tail end of MySpace, but I definitely know what you're okay. talking about in that regard. Oh God, that makes me feel old, man. Um, <laughs> <I'm so laughs> yeah, but like, no, it's okay. It's it's one of those where like I was the geeky kid playing mm-hmm. with code and stuff at home, and um, it actually led me to Ryan Sheckler, who I got to do some stuff for his foundation. I was like nice. 14, 15 when I started doing that, and like. I just was a huge fan so i was submitting like artwork and photo manipulations and and things like that and it it showed me that like graphic design was a thing right mm. like they loved it so they used it on their social media and uh 
you know, it, it got my foot in the door. And then when I graduated from high school, it was like, I got to pursue this. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So I found Full Sail. And then, you know, the rest is kind of just history, dude. Right. But just having opportunities to express myself in so many different ways, not just necessarily art, um, really helped me define the discipline mm-hmm. that I wanted to move forward with. So when you were submitting stuff, was this just kind of like you kind of like figured it out yourself? You were looking, digging for the emails and just kind of making your own connections in a sense? Yeah. So again, back in the day, it was like Facebook was just starting to become like not just for college students. Mm -hmm. And um, MySpace was really big and Tumblr was kind of taken off. And so it was one of those where Ryan was starting his foundation. um, I think it was like 2008, 2009. And their stuff was like, okay, right? And mm-hmm. I, I said, well, I can do something better than that. Like, let me play with this. And I just sent it to them as a fan. I was like, yo, I'm a huge fan. Um, here's some stuff. And, and they responded because again, it was the beginning of what social media right. was really. And uh, they were responding and just, they liked it. So they were like, keep going. Like, we'd love to do a t-shirt. Here's our ideas. And I would just jump in and, <sighs> That's you awesome. know, it, it was so sick and i was such a big fan of his that at the time you know i wasn't getting paid like money but they sent swag and like i flew i was flown out to meet ryan and like worked on some of his stuff for jc pennies like it was just yeah, it all started so from a place too. of just yeah dude I, I mean i was 16 at the hype of his jc pennies line yeah yeah he, he was uh, like but, all over too like oh yeah he, he was, was a phenomenon huge. yeah yeah but what's crazy about that is that stuff I was doing, actually, um, I was able to submit it to a, as my portfolio to Full Sail. And so I got a scholarship for doing that work. So I was like, okay, I didn't get paid at the time, but, but it, it kind of invested in the future, you mm-hmm. know? So. To, a, to a lesser degree, what I try to tell a lot of people in, like, I, I have a buddy of mine who does video, uh, like videos and photography and stuff. And like, I don't know if you feel similarly, but I feel like, at least for me, the first maybe five years of what I was when I'm trying to do what I was doing was a lot of free work which isn't fun or necessarily great like obviously you want to get paid but I find that a lot of the free work that I did is now way in the future I can trace back the clients that I'm getting now to the free work that I did all that time ago yeah man for sure yeah it's it's kind of weird to like because like you're saying it's like an investment so like you don't realize it at the time, but you're doing all these small things, and then later it kind of makes up for it. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know. I didn't know all that stuff. I mean, when you came and talked to the class, you definitely stuck out to me, and I, I liked a lot of the stuff you were saying. So, I definitely wanted to reach out and um, you know talk with you some more. But it's dope to see that you did all that stuff at such a young age. Um, yeah, man. Like when I, I kind of got into graphic design, kind of in an adjacent way like i got into it from like escape like skateboarding as well because uh, me oh, and my cool. buddies skateboarded and we wanted to make like a skateboarding brand so we like got a crack of photoshop and like found <laughs> like we were just screwing around and like i would just make graphics and then i i didn't like i almost didn't know that graphic design was even a thing like i kind of stumbled into it and like yeah like you're saying like the rest is history it just kind of i stumbled upon this thing and then i saw oh i have a graphic design class in college and i was like or in high school and i was like oh well let me check that out kind of learned to yeah, use man. the programs and then fell more into illustration trying to push myself in that way 
Well, that explains a lot about your brand, dude. Saying that you, you know, you wanted to start a skateboarding mm. brand. I can, I see that reflected in your yeah. portfolio and your work. So, like, it again at the beginning, you may not be charging much, but one day you'll look back and be like, I can yeah. see why that was worth it. So yeah. that's really it's, cool. It's dude. definitely a hard sell, especially when I'm trying to tell my friends who are at the start of like freelancing. I'm like, it's gonna suck now, but eventually, like, it'll the pieces of the puzzle will come together. And I'm still a small fish, so like, but. You know, um, hey, it, it's a successful day if you're getting paid to do what you love to do very and true. creating some cool stuff. So yeah. that's, that's all that matters. Yeah, very true. So another question I had for you: Do you have any like dream projects or any kind of like any like high set goal for for what you want to do with design? Yeah, dude. So to be completely honest with you, my like dream end game job was Disney. That's completely and so, fair. That's so it, valid. It, it, it's, it's one That's of those so where valid. I'm actually currently struggling, dude, because how do you... I had a goal from when I graduated Full Sail, I made a list of places I wanted to work. And, you know, Nike was on it and um, Disney was on it. And, like, all these really cool brands are, are still on that list. So, like, hope, hopefully one day I'll get to work there. But, like, I thought... I would never get there. Like, you mm. know, the California Grill at the Contemporary Resort. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I said, we'll eat there when I turn 50 or I get my job <laughs> at Disney. Like that was, you know, so uh, just every day now with the company is is one of those where I'm just like, pinch me. Like, is this really yeah. happening? You know, so like, Definitely I wish I could deserved. say, a, a, <laughs> I wish I could say a specific project, but <laughs> mine was more brands, right? Like I wanted to be a part mm. of those bigger things and, and the things that people emotionally connect with right mm -hmm. so uh but dude yeah. again every day is a blessing and i'm just so so yeah, happy and so thankful all the work that you do <laughs> in the parks is super super cool too when i see you posting stuff it, it's super hype all the big graphics you get to do for the park um yeah would you have That's any fine. tips for anyone like starting out on the journey because because like you were saying there was almost not like a doubt but you didn't know how you were going to get to this destination. It was kind of like, well, maybe one day this will happen. And now you're here. So, yeah. So I think the most important thing, and I, I tell like students this all the time, like you got to know what you want, right? And you got to know what you're expecting when you get in, right? So it, I feel like a lot of students just go in and they're like, well, I'm going to make graphics, right? Mm -hmm. I was the person that was like, I'm going to do packaging. I'm going to do branding. I'm going to do these very specific things mm -hmm. and I'm going to be the best at it. Right. So I feel like it's really important. Like it's great to be a jack of all trades, but you got to have that one thing you're really passionate about. So mm -hmm. I left full sale, drove cross country and I was like, I'm going to work at Nike. And, uh, three months out of full sale, I'm working for a contractor whose biggest client is Nike. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they didn't have an internship program so let me tell you this i went and i did a and what's it called an informational interview and all i did was i asked them for you know some time to talk about them as a company and uh they called me the next day and they're like hey we don't have an internship program but we want you to be our first intern and i was their only intern so let me preface by yeah. saying that like they haven't had one since they they created an opportunity for me thank you uh Gallagher designs out in Oregon, but, uh, it's one of those things where like, I went in confident and I was like, here's what I can do for you. You know, after obviously I heard what they had, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I could do for you. And, uh, you know, I created a lane myself and 
it's one of those where I, t I, I tell students like you got this, especially if you go to full sale, like you've been taught more than you'll ever need yeah. in your entire life. Like go out there and tell people that you know what you're doing and ask for an opportunity. Right. And then once you get that opportunity, it's, you know, that's when you really start grinding, man. Like, yeah, that that's when you put in the time. That's when you ask the questions and ask what you can take on and really just soak it up because the more you learn the more opportunities you'll be given and just be confident show your work know that you still have a lot to learn <laughs> but you know it, it's you have a value as a as a designer everyone does everyone's got their own vision everyone's got their own take on things so own it man tell your story be personable like it's it's yeah man well, i just I think, think that like, there's so much out there from from what you're telling me like everything you have been saying about your journey um there's almost like a pattern to where you kind of made your own like luck and made your own lane like you're saying like if there wasn't an opportunity you made one which i really respect because i think that's a super valuable asset and like like it's like a skill at the end of the day to be able to like have that confidence and just go for it. Even if there isn't a door, you're going to build the door and then open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But dude, even if it, if there isn't a door there making that connection with somebody, yeah. like they can refer you to somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like a lot of people want to help others. Right? right. And I, and that just might be like my, I believe the best in people, but mm -hmm. I think that if there's an opportunity to help others, they're going to do that. Right. So like I did three, four, five informational interviews before I got that referral to do the other one, which and ultimately ended up to a job. Right. Mm -hmm. And I went in just going like, you know, I'm going to learn about this company and maybe they can refer me to somebody else because they said they weren't hiring. Like, but I went in wanting to learn about them and seeing how I could fit into their puzzle. So it man, I just feel like there's so many opportunities out there that you just got to put yourself out there and really go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Was there anything that you maybe wish that you knew uh, at, at, at the early point of your career? Oh, dude. <laughs> That's probably uh, a super heavy question. But. No, no, I think, I think the most important thing I've learned over my, you know, seven years in the career is that everyone's got a story, right? Mm -hmm. And so the number one thing you'll get from connections with others is like learning their story, learning how they did things. And then you can pick apart, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. Okay, here's what I've learned just from them teaching me, right? Mm -hmm. So like asking people their stories and how can you connect and like everyone's got something that they can connect with others. Like you and I, now we have a skateboarding connection, right? right. Like, <laughs> so it's just listening to people and asking people questions and, and putting yourself out there like, I, I wish I would have done that way earlier in my career. Like I, I started to network and I started doing those things, but uh, now it's a whole different ball game. And you know, you get some really great friends out of it too. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's awesome. Yeah, I think I think the whole networking thing is is definitely can be intimidating for a lot of people. I, I definitely understand it because um, I, I get anxious about stuff too. So it's like I always feel like oh, like a little like even like I don't know if you get you're the same way, but. I'm coming out of it now, but I used to get really nervous about like phone calls and things like that, like just stupid stuff, but I can see how someone might <laughs> but, be, you know. But I, I think that's also a generational thing. Like I hate oh, calling sure. people on the phone, you know, so it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's one of those. 
It's but, probably just you know, the advent it, of texting, I guess. Yeah, true. But but the worst thing, dude, that's going to happen is someone's going to say no or they're yeah. not going to answer, you know, or God forbid they're, you know, not the nicest person. But it's okay because what did that take? Like a minute, two minutes right. of your time? Right. So, like, just, just put yourself out there, man. And then that leads to, to freelance, dude. So, yeah. like, uh, dude, once you make these connections, it could lead to a branding job down the road or, yeah. like, freelance down the road. And, and it may just be an opportunity, right? So just put yourself out there and all they can say is no yeah did you spend a lot of time freelancing or did you kind of transition kind of smoothly into a job like a position yeah so not i didn't start freelancing at first um when i my internship with gallagher was supposed to be six months and then it went to eight months and then they were like okay really like we don't have a full-time job for you and we're not like we need you to find an opportunity for yourself you know it's time for you to move on so mm. Uh, I got a job at Sports Authority and I was there for about a year and then they closed for bankruptcy. And the biggest thing that taught me, dude, was like, okay, I got to have a, a side hustle. Like, how yeah. am I going to feed my family? Like, um, so once I, I, you know, was fired or laid off, excuse me, uh, I spent every day doing like 30 messages a day on Instagram. Like, again, towards the beginning of what Instagram was. Now it's this behemoth, but yeah. let me do your branding. Let me help you with your YouTube. Like whatever I could do, I sent 30, 40 messages a day and I maybe got one bite, right? Um, so it was a lot of little stuff at first, dude, but now I'm like, my freelance is rebranding the number two pencil. Like that's yeah. a, that's what I'm working on for freelance right now. I'm, I'm branding Jack Geckler, who's a hall of famer from Full Sail and like, that kind of stuff is, is, you know, they're bigger projects now, but at mm -hmm. first it was something small here and there. But, uh, I, again, I was just putting myself out there, dude, yeah. and asking and saying, here's what I can do for you. And, uh, opportunities came in. Do you have any tips for like, I know at least where I'm at, I'm in like an awkward transitioning point to where mm -hmm. I'm kind of free. I'm, I'm, I'm freelancing, but I'm transitioning into more businesses but how do you bridge the gap if someone wanted to get out like a better clientele is it linkedin is it emails what would you say would be something that helped you i'd say the number thing number one thing that helped me was making sure my portfolio was mm -hmm. tight right and mm -hmm. making sure that the projects that i wanted to do down the line were in my portfolio already mm -hmm. right so like i wanted to do packaging i had to make sure i had a packaging portfolio piece right Oh, I want to do retail branding. I got to have that in there. Right. So like, it may not be a real client, but you got to show something yeah. before you can step up and tell a client that you can do it. You got to have something to show for it. So that I think once I started building my portfolio, um, people started referring me. Right. And so I was like, okay, I did, you know, this guy's logo for 50 bucks. Cause that's where I was when I was first <laughs> starting. And, uh, then it was okay. Well, my brother's starting a t-shirt company. Well, I'm going to charge him triple what I charged, you know, for the logo because now I'm getting better. So then I think once your budget starts shifting, I think your clientele starts shifting. Mm -hmm. um, the Again, the larger projects you have in your, your portfolio, the larger, you know, your freelance is going to be, right? So mm -hmm. people see I work for Disney now and they're like, okay, that's a brand we know that we, we can see that you can do this. So now like I'm rebranding a landscaping building, uh, a landscaping company in Atlanta and it's like everything, logo, 
uh, vinyl wraps, like everything, right? And I'm able to charge a larger amount because they can see that. Yeah. So I think it's just making sure your portfolio is tight and make sure that like it's not flooded either. Like right. no one wants to look at a bunch of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'd say five to eight really strong projects, 10 if it shows a variety, but like you, you don't need five branding projects. You need right. like three strong ones, right? So it's just, again, tailing yourself to what you're looking for in the future. That makes perfect sense. Was there yeah. any time uh, that you might have had like a doubt or you maybe you struggled in your journey? Because like from the outside perspective, I think especially with like social media, you know, everyone puts their best foot forward. But I like to mm-hmm. ask people about, you know, the more human side of it where, you know, maybe you were feeling down about your work or you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, dude, I got to tell you, my worst part was actually when I was rebranding Bob Ross. Okay. Um, and that's crazy to say because like, you're like, oh man, that's like, that's huge. Like mm-hmm. we had 4,000, uh, let me break it down. We had 4,000 SKUs. So that's roughly 4,000 different packages. <laughs> um, I was the only one doing it. My creative director that started the project with me was, you know, fired. So it was one person having to redo this whole thing. Um, I was 23, 20, was 23 or 24 at the time. Um, only had two and a half, maybe three years of experience under my belt. And I, here I was in charge of Bob Ross. Like that's a, that's a huge <laughs> yeah. brand. Right. Um, and the reason I say that that was like the worst time is cause it was not a good place to work. It was mm. a toxic environment. It wasn't a creative outlet. It was, you know, cranking things out. And so how do you crank things out as a creative when you're in a position that's not a creative place right um so i it dude i was like i don't know if i can be a graphic designer like this is my whole thought process was like i don't know if i can do this am i not cut out for this like um the other hard thing with bob ross is we had to have four languages on the package Mm -hmm. and they all had to be the same weight and same size so for regulation purposes so how do you make that look good right and i think we found a good solution but uh It was just one of those where you know you're doubting yourself like am i good enough to do this is this okay like um it all worked out dude but it just being put in the position where the creative aspect is pushed back is something Mm -hmm. that i feel like graphic designers don't necessarily talk about enough like Mm -hmm. the business side of things is is hard dude but in that moment like i i was done but now i'm like damn i i grew so much right yeah and i was given such a great opportunity and like Obviously now there's some things that would change, but at the time I was like, oh man, this is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like getting in positions where, you know, you lose that creative flow is so hard. Yeah, like, it's rough. And no one talks about it, dude. So like, Especially I always like- I don't know how I, about you, but I'm really hard on myself. And if I can't like oh, output yeah. stuff, it's just like, oh my God. Cause I don't like doing pretty much anything that's not artistic like i really just love drawing and and designing stuff so it's like when i just have to like watch a tv show or play a game it's like not as fun and engaging to me it's not what i want to be doing yeah so what do you do when you get stuck dude now i try to i'm trying to be a little less hard on myself um and i and i realize that like if i if you know 
if I, if nothing's there and I can't make anything coming out come out of my head, you know, like I, I forcing it's not gonna really help. So I usually either just try to take a step back. I'll go. I'll go. Like I said, I'll play a game. I'll play like Animal Crossing because it's still like kind of creative and I can like decorate and whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah. Other than that, maybe like I'll try like a, a maybe a new medium, a new way of starting a project to kind of shake things up. Um, and it's yeah. and it's working a lot better than just kind of like throwing my head against the wall uh, like I did for yeah, a while, I think. Um, but I think it's hard to like coax yourself into, you know, that different mindset, I guess. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's all I, I say it's 70 30, like 30 percent of the time you need to step away and you need mm-hmm. to think and you need to like you my biggest and best ideas usually come on my drive home from work like when you're just zoning listening to music because your brain has been working so hard and then when it relaxes it's like oh here's the solution to your problem like you're welcome so yeah yeah, man for sure stepping away like helps so much and 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 like to add on top of that it's also like i kind of realized like if I'm not even taking in any new experiences or new, like looking at anything new, how can I expect my brain to just keep outputting like new stuff? If there's nothing coming in and it's just purely output, I need some stimulus as well. Dude, I never thought of it that way. That's awesome. I'm glad that made sense. Cause that's, that's kind of what I, I had to like tell myself. It's like, I can't just like, I gotta go ride my bike. I have to go read like a comic. I have to go, you know, maybe look for inspiration on Pinterest because just trying to throw my head at my iPad and just keep drawing isn't gonna isn't gonna get me anywhere. No, man. That's again. That that's awesome. I need some some input to give some output. That's that's yeah. awesome. I love that. What kind of uh, what kind of stuff did you like when you when you started as as a designer? I know I had like a. Um, like a really crappy PC setup. What did you kind of start on? Because I know a lot of people think maybe you need the best equipment in the world to kind of start doing something. And I think that's yeah, kind man. of something that needs to be like dispelled because I mean, I worked on like pathetic laptops when I started and stuff. <laughs> so like, I'm curious how it was for you. Yeah, so I was very fortunate that I, I had a Mac, but I didn't have the, the Adobe suite. So I can't even remember what program, but like, to be honest with you, my first few designs were done on like t-shirt design websites. Like, oh, uh, okay, okay. What's it? The the like, custom ink, like custom ink, Vista Prince. Yeah, those, dude. Yeah. Hell, okay. Hell yeah! Like back in the day, because I could like I didn't know what Adobe was. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, or like <laughs> I have this on my resume, but like Microsoft Paint was the yeah. <laughs> the shit. So, uh, you know, I had a Mac, but I didn't have the tools, and now I'm like, why? Why did? why did i tell my parents that i was like i need this computer and then not have the programs because the <laughs> programs are much more important dude yeah i, I used to so. mess around on paint i used to like cut up pokemon sprites and like make like mashups of like the characters that was like my thing on paint dude. and then i like finally found photoshop at my friend's house one night and i just remember being on it for like five hours it was it's so bad i was adding like every layer style it was just it was a disaster <laughs> but like <laughs> I was having fun. Um, Dude, that's I think, what matters. Yeah, I think I lost all those designs. Thank God. I don't want to find them either. But, <laughs> um, hey, man, whatever works to get the job done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that's about all the questions I had. Uh, I like to keep the interviews pretty short. But if there's anything else you want to add, um, or you know, if you want to direct people to your socials and things like that, please feel free to take this time to do that. Yeah, man. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, 
you can. I'd love that. I love helping people. So like, you know, reach out on Instagram. My handle's uh, at hell underscore dog with two G's. Um, I, just anything I can do to help. I'm, I'm the kind of person that, you know, I wasn't given very many opportunities. I had to, to create my, my opportunities. So I'm, I'm one of those people that like, if I can just help you with one little thing, like that'll make me feel so much better because again, there's so many opportunities out here and I just, I want people to be creative, man. If that's what makes your heart sing, like follow your dreams, dude. And, and know it, it's, it's not necessarily going to be the easiest, but it'll be worth it. And you know, the things that are, that are hard in this life usually bring some, some great rewards. So keep following your heart, keep working hard, keep making cool shit, dude. If you want to keep up with Helen and her projects, follow her on Instagram at hell underscore dog two G's. And if you want to support the show, give us a follow on Instagram at thank you for your dot art.